Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play Pod. We got LJ and Pops. The normal guru is back together. What's going on, guys? Not much. Yo, yo, yo. In the middle of work. Still always working, yep. huh? That's how we roll. The grind never stops. Yeah, so. Luke Springer didn't get a day off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Well, Bill Belichick would be a fan. No days off, yep. baby. Yep. Uh, uh, there, we got it. I don't know how we, we don't get into it. I, there's just huge news over the weekend that just can't be ignored. Well, I'm interested. And I'm talking about what's deep fried and unavailable. <laughs> Popeye's what? chicken sandwich. Popeye's chicken. We started the pod last week. I would have never thought we'd start the pod twice in a row with Popeye's, but Popeye's chicken sandwich was actually too good, Pops. It is sold out across the country in oh less than a month. Oh my God. So are you kidding me? I wanted to go get one tomorrow. Here's the deal. Well, here's you'll the deal. have to wait because I actually was trying to get one on the way home uh, Sunday and both Popeye's I went by I had a sign that was like We'll be back soon. And you could just see people leaving the drive-thru as soon as they saw the sign. Here's the deal, guys. I've been on this chicken sandwich for like, I don't know. Like oh, here we got now. hipster LJ here. I've been Let's on it. it. I've been on it. So, so like, I've been, I like, I don't eat Chick-fil-A. Like, I, like I have, like, a kind of, like, a little boycott thing or whatever that nobody cares about. But so I haven't had them in, like, I don't know, seven years or something like that. And I've always missed that chicken sandwich. And then I had that Popeye's chicken sandwich, like, a month ago. And I was like... I don't it's even good. miss it anymore. I'm done. Like, I don't even, like, I'm, I found my sandwich. And then, so I was quietly eating my sandwich, enjoying it. And then you guys make a ruckus on the pod and the pod effect happens. I walk into Popeye's the next day and it is <laughs> packed. So thanks guys. And now they're running out of them. So I really appreciate you ruining my respite. Well, I will say, I don't know how much there, there may be a slight pot effect, but it also was the Twitter effect that may, I don't know if we can take all the credit no, for it here on I the was, Just I Press Play. I was waiting in uh, like a 30 minute line and I heard people saying, is that Just Press Play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's who that is. So I think that's what it was, you know? So, so the chicken sandwich is good. I was doing a little research uh, on Tuesday. Popeye's announced that the demand for their new creation has so far exceeded expectation that's on its August 12th launch. They thought it was really good. So they put out extra, they, they were putting out extra stuff because they thought this would last until the end of February. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're, how your date, I don't know if you've looked at the calendar lately. We're not even to the end of <laughs> August yet. Yeah. We're not even to the end of August yet and they're out. They are plumb <laughs> out of chicken sandwiches. And now, I, LJ, I don't want to break your heart. 
But it sounds like they're going to get it back. But I don't think this is going to be a permanent thing. I, I think they're going to get it back for a limited time. Is this no, going to be like the McRib? Come on. No way. For real? I don't know. With how much it's selling, I don't feel like they can do it limited time because this sucker's flying. They can't help it. I don't know. But that is the other thing, though, is like if the hype just like dies down because everyone has one once a week or whatever, and then we just like stop carrying and then move on, then like they don't continue to do this. But if they do bust it out like for two months every year, game over. Like that's. I mean, I. This is uh, so I'm not saying it's better than Chick-fil-A sandwich, but it, the sandwich was really, really good. It's yeah. it, at least before I thought it was there was a chicken, the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and there was all others. Now there's there's one right there arrive on it. I got a question but, for you. I got a question for you. Well, which, now Chick-fil-A is probably back. I mean, this is their time to shine now. Yeah. But which chicken sandwich can you get with a side of uh, Cajun rice and beans? That, the Popeye's, Popeyes. I'm just saying, and you can get and you can get it on a Sunday. Well, except for now, you can't. <laughs> you can't get it on a Friday. And, <laughs> and ask, and I think Dad might have mentioned this before. What's the best ability, Dad? Availability. <laughs> and right now, Chick Fil A is available. So not on Sunday though. We can't get one on Sunday. Yeah, I'm back to being chicken sandwichless on Sundays, and this it's a shame. It's a oh, darn Popeyes shame. Will figure it out. This is too big for them to just let go. The hype is just building. The second they bring it back in, they're just going to have to have double as long as they hurry. It was funny. I was watching this like little news clip about how this one restaurant was out and they actually had to close the Popeyes down because it was causing so much traffic that <laughs> other people were call- like calling the police saying this is causing disturbance. And they asked, they asked the manager of the store and he was like, honestly, we've sold way more than necessary to cover this month. So we're not yeah. hurt by closing <laughs> down. Our workers are probably thinking they're whatever Lord they bless. They're thinking them. I saw a picture on Reddit of two guys that went in and bought like 60 or 50 of the sandwiches and then like walked out trying to sell it to people on the street. They like bought the whole stock and then tried to sell them at like an up, up price. <laughs> but like nobody bought them because nobody wants a cold chicken sandwich they've been standing outside with for 20 minutes. <laughs> so, so they were just the biggest idiots in the world. I loved it. So I am was- disappointed though because I haven't tried one yet and I was wanting to. There was a deal in Texarkana here about the line was out on State Line Avenue getting into – the Popeyes to try it. Hey. And Tammy said, well, take me to lunch there tomorrow. Well, hell, I guess I'm about to blow her. I mean, give it a shot. Away. Give it a shot. Well, I don't know when they're, so now they're doing this crap where they're pushing, they're, they're saying, if you want to be the first to know when the new chicken sandwich is back, download the Popeyes app. And we'll send a notification. <laughs> so of course, of course, smart by them. Let's get in. Let's get into it. I, I kind of buried the, buried the lead there and, the real big news, also the Popeye's chicken sandwich is pretty big news. But the big news that happened over the weekend, I would say stunning, stunning, stunning announcement, stunning yeah. retirement by Andrew Luck at 29 years old. It was interesting. I was talking about Andrew Luck, and we might get into this a little bit. Their uh, dad and them were getting ready to do their fantasy football draft. We don't need to get in their teams, but there was obviously <laughs> this Andrew Luck news happened during the middle of the draft, so you can guess where we're going there. But <laughs> Before the draft, someone asked me what my thoughts were. And I, honestly, I was like, I don't know. I just have no idea what's going on. But even me being, I felt like I was the most down on Andrew Luck because I thought it might be four or five, maybe six weeks, something yeah. crazy. Retirement was something that never, ever crossed my mind. So I guess I'll just, first and foremost, I, dad, thoughts, initial thoughts when you saw that news. Disappointment because I really like Andrew Luck. I, I just I think he's a good guy. Um, I mean, he's got an odd voice, you know, and that weird <laughs> looking beard. I wish you'd I wish you'd clean the beard up. You know, he's got it all growing down his neck. All <laughs> he does the neck beard. Yeah, I'm not it's a, a look. Neck beard fan. It's a look. 
Um, <laughs> but I just think he's a good guy, and I think it, I was really astonished to see all the Twitters and, and, and texts and stuff that they published of all the people that really apparently think a lot of Andrew Luck as well. Yeah. And I guess the other first thought was, I think these injuries have just gotten to where he thought this was the best thing. And I think retiring actually saved Indianapolis some money, didn't yeah. it? Did, wouldn't he do a roster bonus if he yeah. was well, in the he, first he, game? He retired, he didn't like, get the $9 million dollar roster bonus he was going to get this year, and then he gave up $58 million in, in future salaries. So. But the Colts let him keep like $16 million, right, of Which, some signing bonus. And maybe we'll get into a little bit, but I think that's smart by Ursay because, I mean, if – which that sentence right there, that first sentence, Ursay and Smart, they, those don't usually, <laughs> usually just they don't come together, but, right? But I mean, if I'm him, you're kind of hoping maybe a year goes by, two years, even Andrew Luck gets healthy. He's still, I he's mean, he retired. I don't know right? if he's the best quarterback in the NFL. I mean, we have Mahomes and we have our Brady's and everything, but Andrew Luck is right there in the top, top upper echelon of quarterbacks. And he's calling it quits. LJ, what, what about you? What were you thinking? I just first off, you said Mahomes has had one year. Okay, I'm just saying potential wise. Anyway. That's why that's anyway. why luck is luck. That's why luck is luck. He's done that. We know what he is. He's a very, very, yeah. very good quarterback. Agreed. Um yeah, he was my, hyped up to be the best ever or the best prospect ever, and for all intents and purposes, has lived up to it. So um my initial reaction was uh I well I had like stayed up till I I'd, I'd gotten two hours of sleep the night before. And so I went to bed at like six PM and then I woke up to go to bed and I saw that notification. And then woke up the next morning and told Hannah, I had the weirdest dream. Like Andrew Luck retired in the middle of a preseason <laughs> right. game. And then she's like, no, 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 LJ, that, that happened. And yeah, I was like baffled. I just, uh, like the more I read about it, the more like, you know, he was out there at the preseason game talking to like people on the team while he like, it was just leaking that he was retiring. It's like, that's such a crazy situation. But like, I was also, I understand it because he's had, he has had so much trouble being on the field and he's got so many other skills. I mean, he's a, he's a Stanford grad with like, I don't know, like an architecture degree or something architecture, like that. He's, yeah. he's going to be all right. Like he doesn't need this and he's already made buttloads of money and he just can't stay healthy. And I think to some degree, uh, similar to RG three in Washington and a lot of players in the NFL right now, it looks like it could be a lot to do with the training staff, not really treating him super well. So that was my initial assumption. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was definitely like, I get it. I I think if I were in his position and I just, he probably just got the news that like this foot thing, it's probably not going to be a two week problem. It's probably going to be longer. And he was like, I don't care. I don't care. This is not worth it anymore. Well, and, and y'all both have mentioned it. And I know dad said something about the injuries just are, uh, they're mounting up and this foot injury is just the latest one. But looking back, I mean, in 2015 luck played through a soldier, a shoulder injury and torn cartilage and two ribs. Eventually, and he played through that the entire time and had to take pain-killing injections just to play. Yeah. He later then missed the final seven games of that season after a lacerated kidney, which had him peeing blood. Yeah. Then the next year, he returned and eventually tore his labrum, so maybe that shoulder never quite healed. Yeah. And then if you remember, he missed a ton of th- That same year he tore his labrum, he was listed on the injury report with elbow, thumb, ankle, yeah. and at least one concussion. Yeah. And he has said repeated times that hits that hits to that shoulder while he was playing through it made it worse and maybe yeah it could be affecting him future down the line. Like I saw some things that some doctor told him he might not be able to raise his arm mm. once he's 30, 40 years old. Mm. Well and then go ahead, I'm sorry. Go. Well, and then so he had that labrum surgery, and if you remember that was the first time we had this weird thing where no one knew when he was gonna be back. Yeah. And he missed the entire twenty seventeen season, which was it ended up being 
616 days of rehab. And then you go back to his quote where he says, I've been stuck in this process. I haven't been able to live the life I want to live. It's taken the joy out of this game. And after 2016, when I played in pain and was unable to regularly practice, I made a vow to myself that I would never go down that path again. I find myself in a similar situation, and the only way for me to is to remove myself from football and the cycle I've been in, which he's referring to, I think, the rehab. Yeah. And I've come to the proverbial fork in the road, and I made the vow to myself that if I ever entered this situation again, I would choose the innocence. Honestly, I kind of I, I respect him. I yeah. mean, I think I, do too. I think it sounded like football was taking the joy, not necessarily out of even the game. But out of life. And at one point, he even in his press conference made it sound like it was ruining his family life. His like marriage. it was getting between him yeah. and his wife and his marriage and his yeah. child. And football is great. And of course, I'd love to see him keep playing. But don't ruin your body. Don't ruin your body for, for, for us to see. For you play. I, yeah. Well, and, and then that gets into the, the whole first... thing of fans booing him afterward. Well, I think I don't think that. they were booing him, Kevin, as much as they were. They were disappointed. They were just showing they're disappointed. You know, I mean, I do think I agree. I think they're getting the bad rap where, which one they booed Andrew Luck. I think that's that's pretty shitty. But I think it was like you said, it was instant. Like so, it got leaked. Adam Schefter tweeted it out. He was supposed to announce it on Sunday. That was his plan. Yeah. And Saturday night, the news got out. And Adam Schefter, I mean, doing his job, he had the scoop and he and he put it out there. And so then, as he's walking off the field, these fans and I'm a fan of the Cowboys. I, if you just now hear this news that your franchise quarterback on a team where the Colts, I don't know if they're super, they're not Super Bowl favorites, but they have a shot. They definitely they have, a shot. have a shot if Luck's yeah. playing. And so they're reacting, I think, to well, they're just there goes our season. Yeah, there it goes, and not even this season. There goes our next five years. And then I think it's a bad look. I think if you ask them today, they're obviously respecting Andrew Luck and and appreciate everything he did throughout his career. But what were, I felt like I kind of cut you off, Dad. What were you going to say? Well, I just I, and I wanted to look this up before we started, but you know what were his sack totals in his first two or three years compared to others? Because so he he took a beating, really, didn't he? Kevin was, Clark, Kevin Clark actually had an article about it, and he put out in the first three years, Luck was hit or sacked three hundred and fifty-two wow. times, which is sixty more than any other player during that span. He was literally hit. More than any other player, and not just quarterback player. Yeah, player. You're talking first running backs and everything. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he was hit more than any other player. And if you think about the hits, and and Andrew Luck, some of this is to his blame because, as we talk about Deshaun Watson, he tried to do more than he probably should have and took hit, like left his body susceptible. Yeah. But he took these aren't just like you're running the mill tackles. These are sometimes a blindside hit. These are getting popped. I mean, these are good hits. And Andrew Luck's even known part of what I love him for is. He'll get hit really hard, and then you'll the mic up will catch him saying "good hit" to the guy that just yeah, smacked. That's him. what yeah, Chris yeah. Harris was talking about how uh, all year the Super Bowl winning year that the Broncos had, uh, every quarterback was like whining and like, why, "Why don't you throw the flag every time they got hit?" They would just constantly like say it was an unclean hit or it was a bad hit or whatever. And every time they hit Andrew Luck, he would let him know that that was a good hit. I really appreciate that. And then they'd move on to the huddle. And yeah, that's crazy. That and, and it makes sense why he's always hurt because. He'll take that hit, and he knows. Well, and so interestingly, and Warren Sharp, and I'll post this later. But Warren Sharp, he he does some analytics, and he's a really good football report. He he writes a bunch of stuff, and he had a great article about how he puts a lot of the blame on on Andrew Luck's career, and in short, on the former GM Ryan Grigson, who got there before Chris Ballard got there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and during Luck's, which we all know, 
kind of the best time to be a, a, a franchise is if you have a really good quarterback on an inexpensive rookie deal, yep. as we see Mahomes, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz when the Eagles were making their run, all that. And during Luck's inexpensive contract, Grigson spent $329 million in free agency for the first three years, which is an average of $110 million, second most in the NFL. But almost all of that was on the defensive side of the ball. Warren Sharp put out the numbers that he spent the least in that three-year span on offensive line. And then we see how many times Andrew Luck was hit. Yep. You got a guy. You got. I understand you want to put talent around your really good quarterback, but at the end of the day, you got to keep that man upright. And I think Luck's the kind of guy, he should have probably missed games when he was hurt before, but he's the kind of guy that plays through injuries, and it took until Chris Ballard got there to go. That's why he missed that whole season, I think. Chris Ballard's like, dude, you are way too important. I do think, though, it's shady how he had, I think, like two or three injuries that went from, well, he's just day-to-day, he'll be back next week, I think, no big deal, that transformed into nine-month injuries. Like, Well, I mean, we saw it with Kawhi Leonard in basketball, and we saw it with Trent Trent Williams now trying to leave Mm -hmm. the Redskins. I think at at the end of the day, your medical staff needs to be about – I think when the player feels like the medical staff's more about, I just want to get you back on the field, and not about, I want to keep you healthy for 10 years – yeah. And especially in a sport like football, where the next hit could be the last hit. I mean, yeah. any time. Ask Jordan Reed, right? Like, every hit could be a concussion. I don't know. It just, I think at the end of the day, I, I'll remember, and part of what I love about Andrew Luck and why I think this has to be really tough for him is there's this really cool mic'd up clip where he it's at the end of one of the games, I think, last year, and he gets hit really hard, and he's kind of banged up, but not hurt, but he's kind of banged up, and there's like, a minute left, minute and 30 left, and they're down by two scores, two or three scores. So there's no way they're going to win the game. And then they yeah. have a game coming up, a division game coming up that next Thursday, so a short week. Yeah. And he's like, I want to go back out there. And and the coach uh, was telling him, no, it's not smart. It's not smart to put you out there. Why, what do we gain from getting you out there? Maybe make right. it a 14 instead of 21. Right. And he said, I just don't want to be seen as someone going out with my tail between my legs. Yeah. And the owner was, and the coach was like, it doesn't matter. You're not. Everyone knows you're a warrior, and yeah. let's just be smart. So to – to know that's how he was in that moment for him to call it a quits now, I think it's got to be really tough for him. And it all circles back to me. It was, there was this really interesting article way back in the day, back in 2013, of Oliver Luck, his dad, who's been really successful in everything he's done. And he was t- he told Grantland, quote, and it was talking about at the time he was the athletic director of West Virginia. And he said, we always tell our student athletes, don't let sports use you. You use it. You be selfish. Yeah. You use it to get a free education. Use it to meet people. And don't let it chew you up and spit you out. Here we are. I think Andrew Luck just took his dad's advice. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. He saw the game about to chew him up and spit him out. And he decided. Yeah. And I think his career now, whatever he does next, he's a really smart guy. Like you said, he's a Stanford graduate architecture. I think he's really smart football-wise. He could do something football-wise if he wants to. Coach, yeah. GM, announcer. If he wants to go into business. If he wants to just go travel the world with his family. Yeah, he gave up $50 million in future money. But he also made $100 million. And I bet he didn't just spend it wildly. Yeah. I, I just hate we're not going to get to see him play football because yeah, he's a hell of a sucks, football but, player. But, it, you know, he's got to take care of him. It's, yeah. that's, that's fair. So. so to pivot from luck a little bit, and I'll start with you, L. Do you think we just – we've seen Calvin Johnson do it. Rob Gronkowski retired early. And actually there's an article out to uh, as of Tuesday where he talked about how after the end of the Super Bowl, the injuries just had mounted up and it just was like it, life wasn't fun because yeah. he was hurt all the time. Are we seeing could other players start to take this route? Twenty nine, I've made ninety hundred million. Patrick Willis did not too long ago. I was about to say, I mean, this is not even a real brand new thing. Um, it's just because it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback yeah. now. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's gonna we're gonna see an uptick in this. I don't think it's like going away this this concept. I think um, we've had like a new resurgence in with the with all of the CTE stuff. That even if it's not concussion related, we're all kind of a little bit more aware of the danger you're putting yourself in by playing football, just in in all uh, aspects of the game. And so, yeah, I can definitely see players saying, this is great. I made my money um, and I did something great. Now I'd like to live the rest of my life because you can retire after a few years in the NFL. Like you, you've got more money than I've ever even heard of after a few years in the NFL on a on a good contract. So, um, yeah, I think you're going to see it a lot. Uh, I don't think you're going to see it like an unbelievable amount. I just think like every uh, every year you're going to see like two or three people that you didn't expect to retire to just drop down. Um, and I think more power to them. I think, you know, if that's what they need to do, then yeah. I'd rather see them retire young than play, you know, uh, what was it, Evander Holyfield that like just boxed for yeah. way too long. Um, just keep fighting, yep. I'd rather see the I mean, other. It kind of sounds like, I mean, it sounds like both your comments go along with what Dad was saying earlier where, yeah, it sucks. Like I want to watch Andrew Luck play. I want to mm-hmm. see the Colts with Luck play. But at the end of the day, I'm happy that that he's going to end up. I mean, if he saw the writing on the wall that yeah. in ten years, when his son is twelve years old, he won't be able to go in the backyard and lift his shoulder up, and his knees are going to be shot, and who knows what's going on with this kid. I mean, all those injuries we we mentioned earlier. Yeah, if he saw the writing on the wall that at ten years from now. Because there's a lot of life to live after you're 40 years old. Yep. And if he sees at 40 that he's not going to have much of a life. Yep. Well, and plus he's got tens of millions of dollars in the yep. bank. And and so these exorbitant salaries, I think, as you alluded to, LJ, are directly related to these mm-hmm. early retirements. Yeah. You know, when, when, when you make that kind of money, pay me $10 million. You know, sign a rookie contract, you know, first round, they're going to get, what, 25 to $40 million? I don't know. That 40 million. where they get much. picked. 25, 35, depending on where they pick. I yeah. mean, give give me $30 billion. You'll never see me again. I yeah. mean, y'all, y'all would, but <laughs> right. you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, this I, podcast would be off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the money's just gotten so crazy that I think it's going to encourage more early retirement. Well, and then the other thing is, uh, especially the players that come through with their full four year degree. I mean, especially in something that's, that's profitable. Like, you know, you're, you're, you've got other options. He's got a face right now. You know, it's not like people that are hiring an architecture neck beard. Yeah. But in an architecture firm, first off, that's not an unusual look. Um, (laughs) Second off, I mean, it's Andrew freaking luck. Like how cool would that be for him to be like your head architect? Even if it's just a name only, if you live in Indianapolis or something like that, like that would be worth every penny that you would pay him. So he's not going to be hurting even if he doesn't do anything football related. So Question for you, LJ. Well, I wanted to just throw out, and we don't have to get in. I just want to throw conspiracy, Kevin, for just a please split, split second. Please, do you know? Do you know who the commissioner is of the XFL, the new league that's about to start up? Is it McMahon? Is it Vince McMahon? It, it is Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's dad. Oh, oh, really? What if, what if they? What if they land a big time quarterback to go to the XFL? I don't think it's happening. But no, no. no. <laughs> Conspiracy Kevin had to connect a few dots. If he um, does, though, if he does, though, we're going to give Ke- Conspiracy Kevin a better listen next time. There we go. That's <laughs> all I can ask for. Well, now, don't you think that the Colts are letting him keep that $16 million? And maybe you were kind of leading to that. So in two years, he's healthy, feels good, and he comes back, and I want to play for the Colts because they did me right. I, 
Yeah, say uh, Jacoby Brissett does or doesn't work out and the Colts are in need of a quarterback and Luck wants to come play. I don't think you burn that bridge. You don't want to burn a bridge. It does hurt though, the fans booing him. That's I, I didn't really say much during that section, but any fan that booed him, like you're That's trying tough. to make sure he doesn't come back. Like I think I, I understand why it'd be difficult not to, but that's such a dumb move. You're booing somebody that you want to not leave. You know, like that's uh, that's burning. It's just that like bridge. it's just like uh, what's it? Dan Gilbert writing that stupid letter after LeBron leaves. Yeah, and Le- he but ended up getting him back. But yeah, he got him back though. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm ask, Andrew Luck. I'm, I'm thinking like when they're booing me as I'm walking off the field. I'm thinking I made the right decision. Well, you can't hey. talk me out of this decision now. Yeah, because they they just love you when you're good, and when yep. you're gone, they yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you. I didn't. I want to. So I want to bring it up. And we talked. I brought it up earlier. But so fantasy football drafts are probably all going on. Yeah. As this was happening, I mean, I think the big week of fantasy football drafts is probably this weekend. But there's a lot going on last weekend, and one of them was the league we've talked about before, Dad's league with all his with all his guys in the Razorback league. Uh huh. And uh, they in the third round. I don't know if we have to say names or not, pops. But uh, in the third <laughs> round, someone in the league took Andrew Luck. Yeah, and about Ouch. an hour later, news came out, and we're at we're at Little River, LJ. Now, yeah. for anyone that doesn't know, there's not a lot. Internet is not abundant there no. at the Little River Country Club, right. and so not a lot of people had connection to anything. And about an hour later, Adam Schefter dropped that bomb that, like LJ said, we didn't even know if it was real or not. But here's the here's the conundrum I have for you, LJ. I want to know where you would what you would do. A few people in the in the room that were drafting knew that Andrew Luck had retired. Yeah, do you say something to? Do you say something to the person that draft him or do you let it slide and just see if we figured out, is it fair game? I'm a game player. Cause at so this point he needs here, a quarterback. He needs a quarterback bad. Well, and I was about to say, I'm a game player. If I've got all my quarterbacks settled, I'm happy with where I sit on quarterback. Then I might say something because the, the drama will be fun. But if I'm still looking for a quarterback, I'm holding on to that one. I'm not telling a soul until I <laughs> pick my quarterbacks. Pops. What about you? I mean, I know. So to, to answer the someone did tell him, yeah, beforehand, and he he was able to draft Jacoby Brissett. But pops, what what do you think? Well, I think there was. I wanted to find it that there was another little incident where Lamar Miller, you know, had that injury. Right, ACL towards same ACL, and, same around the. And around I know I, one guy got the little text. One guy that's been on this podcast, right? One pops? guy that's been on this podcast got the text. And I believe drafted Duke Johnson pretty quickly, <laughs> and, and then told then everybody. Told everybody Lamar Miller was out. <laughs> so we know what move. we know what Uncle Tony would do. We know That's what Uncle move. Tony would do. That's a good move. That's a good. You move. know, I mean, the the thing is, I guess I'm torn. I probably would have said something when I know, but we have we have some people at the draft that are more prepared than others, and those guys that don't prepare, you know, whatever. I don't feel like I need to help you. If you're not prepared, I mean that's but fine. That's not I don't preparing mind you, as much as that's just news breaking, and you didn't have like. Well, I mean, I did, I wouldn't have known it. So he was the only one that knew it because he had signed up for some alert thing, probably paid some money for it. And sleeper I mean, bot. It, y'all heard y'all heard Uncle Tony on here. That guy, I mean, he eats, sleeps, drinks football. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can talk <laughs> yeah. all day about it, whether but, he's right or wrong. <laughs> so. Yeah, and he's wrong a lot, a <laughs> lot more than he thinks. But um, so I don't know. I think it's kind of up to each individual situation. Now, I think as soon as we knew about Andrew Luck, I thought it was told. I it was told. It was told being, pretty quick. Yeah, man. Do you guys cuddle afterwards like, too, or like how does that work? <laughs> That's such a sweetheart league. Fair enough. Okay, <laughs> I hear you. Well, 
for no anybody cutting. who drafted anybody who drafted Andrew Luck early in their fantasy football league, they may not be winning much money this year. Oh, but like, yeah. there is a place where they can win some money. Okay. And bet on some football every single weekend. And that is LJ. Do you know? Do you know where to go if you want? Uh, to bet Let me Google. Uh, best bettings. Uh, MyBookie.ag. Is that it? That, okay, that, funny. <laughs> that's the first thing that pops up. Yes, MyBookie My is bookies. the best place to bet on football right now. They have better bonuses, more prop bets than any other sports book. Period. And this year they're hosting their first online handicapping super contest with the first place guaranteed to win at least one hundred thousand dollars. And all you got to do to do that is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard, and whoever has the top at the end of the at the end of the year gets the huge cash prize. And I mean, just my book is just easy. And if you're a fantasy guy, you can bet like over under on how many points a player will score. If you want to bet the line, if you want to bet the plus or minus, any of us there, it's all great. And Right now, if you go to my bookie, they will do up to one thousand dollars off your first deposit bonus. So you can double your first deposit if you put in a hundred. My bookie will give you an extra hundred dollars to gamble with. All you have to do is put in the promo code Chair to activate the offer. That's the promo code Chair. So if you visit my bookie online, that's my bookie m y b o o k i e dot a g and put in the promo code Chair. They will double your deposit bonus when you get in. Then you can try to check one of those super contests, and you can mm. forget that you drafted Andrew Luck in the third round, Jim McGee. Yep. Oh, <clears throat> uh, we weren't <laughs> supposed to say names. Uh, you bet. You win. You get paid over at my bookie. Um, so I, w- I, I kind of wanted to ask you guys because I saw this kind of go around on Twitter, and someone said this. Seemed, well, first off, this seemed like one of those moments, the Andrew Luck thing. See. And correct me if I'm wrong. Does it not feel like one of those moments where you remember where you were when you when you got the news? Yeah, I, it's I not fair. weird as in it's not weird as in the OJ Mayo word that there's a franchise play, or OJ OJ Mayo OJ Simpson <laughs> where where there's a guy driving down the Bronco who may or may not have killed someone. That's a whole different ball game, and I better be careful because now OJ Simpson's on Twitter. He might come find us. But <laughs> well, it was one of those stories where I feel like ten years down the road. I'll go, oh, I remember I was at the river when Andrew Luck retired, or LJ's going to go, I remember I thought it was a dream when Andrew mm-hmm. Luck retired, and I woke up and Hannah told me, you know? Yep. And what are some other sports stories, I guess, in the past where you felt like it, it ingrained into you? It's just one of those, you'll remember that one, L. Uh, go ahead, L. I got uh, one immediately comes to mind. I mean, the, the first things I think of, I think of two Super Bowls. I think of the Janet Jackson Super Bowl, which is not really sports-related, but related. Kind of. And then I think of uh, Tyree's helmet catch. Those are two things that, I mean, I'm just never going to forget exactly what it looked like. Neither of them were my team, but it was still like, I know exactly where I was. I know exactly what it looked like. Um, I mean, you know, Malcolm Gladwell might tell me I don't, but I feel like. (laughs) What about you, Pops? You said you sound like you had one. Oh, the very first thing that came to mind of this, and I think it was a little more dangerous situation, but when Magic Johnson retired, you know. Yeah. we yeah. were so scared of the HIV virus, which which we still should be, but we know so much more about it now than we yeah. did then. You know, you thought at the you time it was be, a death sentence, right? It, it was, was a death oh, sentence, yeah. and you thought you can't be in the same room with somebody with it. You know, you're going to catch mm-hmm. it through the air mm-hmm. and whatever. It was, and it was Magic Johnson. I mean, I yeah. I know y'all didn't get to see him in his. I don't know if y'all got to see him really play much at all, but he no. was an incredible athlete and in, one of the best ever to play the game and. And he kind of up and retired in his in his. Uh, uh, he might not have been in his prime, but he was not far, far from, from it. it. Yeah, that was a big deal. I think year. one in recent memory, which is funny that two two of these news has dropped while I've been at the river. But one in recent memory was when KD decided to leave the war or the Thunder when he was 
after they almost beat the Warriors here before and decided to leave the Thunder and go to the 73-win Warriors. That, that just blew my mind. But yeah. then I saw a guy on – I saw some stuff on Twitter talking about weirdest sports story. Just weirdest, not necessarily like what you remember, but weirdest yeah. sports stories in recent history. And I want to go ahead and say – this Andrew Luck story is nowhere close to some of the weirdest stories sure. we have. Okay. Here, here, here's a little list of some of the weird stories we've had just in the past 10 years. Incognito. If you were well, incognito <laughs> bullying people, we got Manta Teo had a fake dead girlfriend oh, yeah. right before the national championship. <laughs> oh. that, I, enough said. Story. That sentence right there is enough yeah. said. We had billionaire owner Robert Kraft was caught up in an FBI prostitution <laughs> yeah. sting. Months in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a couple months ago. And then we had Aaron Hernandez, who in the yeah. prime of his career, one of the best ideas. I didn't want to just shit on all the Patriots, but Aaron Hernandez <laughs> may have been like caught a couple of bodies while he was one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Then you got Jerry Colangelo at the 76ers, the GM who was oh, right. apparently taken to burner accounts on Twitter to <laughs> shit on his own players that he didn't like. <laughs> they would, I don't know exactly. And then Kate, and then speaking of burner accounts, Kevin Durant admitted yeah. to making burner accounts to defend himself after yeah. joining the Warriors. Yeah. J.R. Smith threw soup at his coach, apparently, a hot bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> and then football related, just we're still living in it. Well, uh, uh, actually, last year, Vontae Davis, the cornerback for the Bills, retired at halftime yep. when they were losing 28 <laughs> to 60. He just up and quit on his team. And then Antonio Brown. Doesn't know how to use a crowd therapy and, and his helmet issues. All of it. All There's of it. a lot. There's a lot. All of it. Spe- speaking of Antonio Brown, though. Please. Did did, did we get I, I think we kind of have a resolution to the Antonio Brown stuff, right? I mean, God, I hope so. Like I'm it. getting sick and tired of talking about Antonio Brown. So is it resolved? Well, just, I mean, that's well, just what said for three you. Let's now, talk so, about yes. that. So the helmet issue does seem to be resolved. He lost his second grievance, which... Shocker. I know that really <laughs> blew everyone's mind. He lost the grip, and now he's come to grips with the fact that he's probably not going to wear an air advantage. Mm-hmm. And now Drew Rosenhaus's agent says that he has multiple sponsorship deals that will have a company pay him and make him a personal helmet to wear. So, as always with Antonio Brown, business is booming, baby. Uh, uh, kills me. LJ, I know you wanted to touch on something yesterday, uh, last week, and I thought you were kind of going to... This isn't often, so I wanted to give you the chance to do it. You were going to defend the NFL a little bit, and they didn't really move the goalpost on Antonio Brown. That's it was my just Antonio Brown kept being Antonio Brown. Yeah, no, my understanding is uh, that the NFL always had the rule that they test every helmet that a player wears, right? They're always going to test a play, uh, helmet because they need to make sure that you're not going to be wearing an unsafe helmet. They don't test it after 10 years of uh, it existing. So... Antonio Brown's new helmet, no matter which helmet he got, was going to have to be tested. It didn't matter. And that's where I think people think they were moving the goalposts is just because they didn't realize that we were going to have to test the helmet. The NFL is aware that that shut helmet is going to fail no matter what year it was made because it's not a good enough helmet. So just because they had one that could be tested didn't mean it was going to be one that passed the test. And I think right. that's always been the and thing. And I think that's where I got confused and I kind of thought, oh, he found one that was newer than 10 years, which only that only meant now it could be tested. Right. And it still yeah. failed like we all knew it, it would. Right. So like Shut even said it would. So, yeah, it drives uh, me crazy. Just I, I didn't gotten to mention it too much uh, because I, I was off the air last week. But Antonio Brown turning this into this was all about his safety just drives me crazy because he was wearing this helmet when he got laid out by Vontae's perfect and had that just 
heart-wrenching concussion. I mean, it's not like right. it's kept him safe against everything. It'd be different if he'd never had a head injury in that in in those ten years, but that's not what happened. And yeah, so, that's that's kind of the thing. I don't think, and we talked about this a little last week. And hell, we might have talked about it a couple weeks ago when all three of us were on. But I don't think this was ever about Antonio Brown trying to be safe for himself. Right. This was just Antonio Brown fighting the power and yeah. thinking I'm so. And he at one point he even mentioned how it was it was. Uh, it was racist and they were they, yeah. the white quarterback. And I, I just think it was some, now there's a lot of times where someone plays the race card and it is totally true. Now you're going to water it down. If you're Antonio Bryant, you're just going to do this when yeah. anytime something doesn't go exactly how you want it to go. And he just didn't want to change helmets because he just didn't want to. Well, someone it else is uncomfortable to change helmets. I've done it before in my like big, long three year playing career. <laughs> um, and it's uncomfortable and you move on. So, um, and that's well, and, I, and that's where I think you finally saw like Mike Mayock and John, like they were like we're cool with we're cool yeah. with you wanting to fight for a helmet well even though we know how it's going to work out but we're yeah. we're cool with you trying it's something you care about and finally we're like come on man get into get into effing practice we paid you all this money let's go yeah what I kind of hate he's going to get now he's going to make extra money for yep, wearing a me. helmet that that is that really irritates the piss out of does me. it shock Same. you though does it surprise no, well, you I, I'll be honest I didn't see that coming. I didn't Same. see that coming. Same, but I hearing mean, about it was like, oh, of course. Yeah, but exactly, LJ. Hearing about it, I'm like, yeah, of course that's going to happen. But yeah. it still irritates me. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if you also saw that the uh, Big Ben versus AB saga actually continued. Oh, please tell recently. me. So earlier this week, Big Ben was talking to NBC's Michelle Tafoya, one of their sideline reporters, and he told her that he should have handled things differently. And that he ruined a friendship, and he specifically mentioned the interception against the Broncos that he blamed Antonio Brown for. Right, right. And one of the, if you remember, I forget his name. One of the Bron- uh, Broncos offensive linemen, or I mean, defensive, defensive. linemen or linebackers, said that like they ruined the Steelers, yeah. like they had right. the play that ended the Steelers. They blew but, up the Steelers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. But so he mentioned that the way he handled things ruined a friendship by being a bad teammate. And if you remember, that wasn't the first time. He oftentimes throughout their their tenure would would be the probably the only one really that would criticize AB and yeah. oftentimes it seemed like he wasn't totally out of line. I mean, yeah. maybe didn't need to be said, but did it the wrong the way stuff. almost every yeah. time, but, but of course, Antonio Brown, as everyone would imagine, took the high road or, or his road. And he responded to the tweet. <laughs> like of Roethlisberger's comments. <laughs> yeah. He responded to the tweet of Roethlisberger's comments saying we were never friends. Just had to get my ends shut up already uh, about it. And then he uh, since deleted the tweet, but it just goes again. If you're going to delete the tweet, why ever tweet it? What does Herm Edwards always say? Think twice before pressing send. Yeah. Why? What do you gain by uh, talking shit about it? And an like, Big Ben's actually, give him credit. I know LJ hates to do it, but he's taking the yeah, high road just man. going, sure, sure, it's my fault. I yeah. ruined it, and I hate that we lost. Because he probably does hate that he lost a really good receiver. Yeah. Even though he is probably thinking, I'm glad I'm not dealing with this helmet shit. But Yeah, yeah. He at least took the high road and said, sure, it's my fault. I could have handled things differently. That's AB can't just do, let yeah. it go. He can't just let it go. Well, and how sweet is it? I can't remember if we talked about this on air or not. How is Daniel Jones, isn't it, the New York Giants quarterback? Yeah. Right, right. How he was so classy when Baker Mayfield kind of threw some shade at him. I mean, that made – that made that just I, – I I'm not good at that, and I wish right. I would get better at, at right. just – you throw shade at me, and I'm going to just go, wow, I've always been a fan. You know, I, I think you're great. Um, sorry you feel that way, but I can't. I usually no, have yeah. to get all pissed. And yep. Well, but. can we take a second? Since you brought that up, I didn't think we would – I didn't even think about talking about this. But 
that situation, if for anyone who didn't see, it was it was like a week or two ago. But I really didn't. Baker Makefield had a GQ article where he basically there was a quote that got pulled out and it made the headlines where he basically said, "I was shocked to see Daniel Jones drafted that high. I kind of feel like winning at some level before the NFL should have an impact on where you're drafted." And he basically it sounded like he was saying he sucked at Duke. Why did he get drafted high? And he was really just saying. The same exact thing that we said right here on this pod and everyone else said when the Brown, um, when the Giants took Daniel Jones, but we blew it out of proportion because it was Baker Mayfield that said it. Well, it makes sense that you blow it out of proportion. I mean, that's like a, we it's all a, said the same thing, though. I know, it but was, it's a it's not like this was a like revolutionary be, thought. I agree, but it's a little different for a, a football player to be talking about where somebody was drafted publicly. Like that's a little that's like talking about your salary in the office. You know, it's a little bit of a not cool thing to do. I'm not well, saying it's he's wrong to say it. I'm just saying. I mean, he can say what he wants to, to say, but doesn't it make you now when and if the Giants play the Browns and Jones is starting for the Giants, I'm going to be kind of pulling for him a yeah. little bit. And know? I do agree with you. The way Jones handled it was, was class. all class. Yeah. All class. Yeah. And if anything, I'm not – I don't think I'll ever root or be a fan of a Giants quarterback, especially one that looks eerily similar to Eli Manning. But <laughs> I, I won't be upset. I, Daniel Jones, yeah, I I was right there with everyone else who said that was a stupid pick and I can't believe they got you. But, you know, I mean, it's your chance to prove people wrong. And I will say preseason, he's looked fantastic. He's looked great. So far. He's yeah. looked great. They still and say they're starting of, Eli Manning week one, but he's looked great. Part of what makes Baker Mayfield as good as he is is he is he is – Confident, oh yeah, bordering yeah. on cocky, no yeah. doubt. You've almost got to uh, love it, even if you hate it. A little bit. I mean, I do like Mayfield because he, I mean, he's going to tell you what's on his mind. And you know, we <laughs> do get tired of the cliche answers. I mean, we, yeah. I've always appreciated people that would be honest and forthright with their opinions, even if I don't agree with them. So right, right. I'm not all pissed at Mayfield, but I mean, he did say it, and and I think my point is is how well Jones handled it. So yeah, yeah. I, God, I hope I can do that. I'm trying yeah. to learn. Know, trying tough. to learn. It's, it's much easier. It's, it's much easier said than done. Our, our yes. last little football talking. I don't know if y'all even saw it over the weekend. Uh, NBC tested out this new camera during preseason. It's their new Skycam. I didn't see it, but I saw that video you sent. We'll put it up in the show notes. But yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. Apparently, a lot of fans hated it, and Sunday they said that they're gonna. They're not, it won't be. They they did it for a whole game. They had that as their primary camera. They said they won't be doing that for Sunday Night Football, but. Does this not just feel like the same thing? We just want to get upset about something that when they yeah. did their little Madden camera, I think last yeah. year. Yeah, I think it's it's people don't like to change at all, and so you get used to being. I think people these are the people that sit there. They're, they're the the eleven year old Kevin that sits there and calls interception Boy. because they saw something happen. You know, they're just making calls. They're like, oh, run on the right side here, and now their point of views change and they can't armchair quarterback anymore. <laughs> and so um, even though this view is much better for armchair quarterbacking, you can totally see who's open from the quarterback's perspective. That's amazing. I love it. I think it's so cool. I wish I could watch a whole game like that. I think it's so fantastic. It was funny, though. Like, so uh, on Monday morning, I saw an article about uh, why fans are upset about this. And it showed one angle of, of the camera, showed one little clip on Twitter. And I did. I thought, that's stupid. But then when I found the full, like, so I was going to send it to you guys so we could talk about it. And then I found the one that showed a lot of shots. And I thought, well, actually, That's this awesome. camera angle's kind of cool. There's yeah. some cool shots. Sure, not everyone's going to be great, but if they're not going to use it as their primary camera and they're going to use it for replays, they probably were just like the NFL teams are doing, testing out the preseason to see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. 
exactly. we're probably going to get some really cool replays because of it. Oh, so I'd watch a whole game like that. I straight up would. I promise. All right, guys. Now we want to take a second to tell you about one of our newest friends. You remember the oh, days God. when you were always <laughs> ready to go and you want to... Well, if you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence if you're in the bedroom, then listen up because BlueChew.com. Yeah, that's blue like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. And the best part about it, you can take them anytime, day or night, just depending on when wow. the time hits. Anytime. You can take no- them on a full stomach or empty, and since <laughs> wow. they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pills. So literally, <laughs> wow. whenever the opportunity hits, you're good to go if you have Blue Chew. Yep. And if you could benefit from some extra function and more confidence where it counts, then Blue Chew is a fast, easy way for you to enhance your performance. Most guys talk good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. <laughs> performance and enhancing. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy right now. We've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free. No money. When you put in the special promo code ARMCHAIR, that's A R M. C-H-A-I-R, armchair. You just pay the $5 shipping and you get the first shipment from Blue Chew for free. Again, that's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and the promo code is armchair. You try it for try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the pod. So you remember when we used to pretend like Malort sponsored us, but it was all a big joke the whole time? Uh-huh. That's what this feels like. Is this for real? It's for real. It's for real. <laughs> if I right go to this now, website and type it in, am I going to get like an error code or? No, you'll get you'll get your first shipment free if you put in <laughs> armchair. All you got to do is pay the five dollar shipping. And the oh, best part Lord. is Blue Chew does a very discreet package. Oh, where, I was wondering. Yeah, I was no wondering. One, no one knows what you're getting. You don't have to spend time with the doctor. Do I got neighbors, you know, at BS so. and. And it's chewable, so it, I mean, it's easy. It's like it's like when you first got those Flintstone vitamins and they were really tasty. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I got some buddies, I mean, uh, that have to time things out and everything. Like, I'm just telling you, maybe uh, this blue chew works like Empty faster. stomach, full stomach, the chew goes fast. I mean, any time of day. It doesn't have a sunlight sensor in there. You day, just go night. for it. Morning. Yep. Lunch. <laughs> All righty then. All right. Transitioning off of football for a little bit. And this is something, I mean, we don't have to get too deep in the weeds. No, no pun intended. But uh, you, you totally intended that one. No, I really didn't. As I started, though, I did think about it. We don't want to get too deep into dried, burning weeds. Did Have you seen, I think Dad was mentioning that it might have just now saw some of it. And it has kind of been going on for a while and no one's really noticed it. But the, the Amazon rainforest is like, it's on fire. Like, it is burning. Now. And this is not good. It's it's not good. It's not good. This is bigger than usual. Yeah, but yeah. I will say that this is pretty normal. Um, Apparently, it happens every year. We have wildfires in the Amazon but around this time of year. it's like 80%, right? 80%, isn't it, LJ? Well, it might be. I'm just saying that it's not like, this is not like a never happened before thing. You know, I'm just I'm just throwing right, that out there. Right, okay. I'm not saying it's not I a big think deal. the scale. It's just yeah, the scale. It's, it's a big deal in the same way that, like, I think... Was it, I mean, it, uh, last summer, the uh, Colorado wildfires were a big deal because they were just more than usual. I mean, it'll probably end up being okay, well, especially California if, ones were real big. I that's true, too. Yeah, the California ones were bigger. Um, I was just near the Col- uh, Colorado ones, I guess. is So it's uh, recency bias. And, right. Um, but 
like I think it, you know, the aid that people are trying to offer is necessary. I do think it's a big deal. And the Amazon rainforest is one of the few forests that are big enough to, you know, help us survive on this planet. So if we lose that, we're in huge trouble. And, uh, so it's, it's a big deal, but, but also these things do pass and they happen. Um, so it's, it's something, you know, maybe don't panic and like freak out and think the world's ending, but also like, it's a big deal and consider it. It it is just one of those weird things where I felt like, so this is obviously it's up way. They've reported 74,000 fires just this year, which is an 84% increase compared to the same time last year. And I think it's one of those things. This obviously has been happening throughout 2019 and we just haven't seen, which to your, to your point, LJ, this happens every year. So maybe people, there's always some fires that happen. And so I think maybe people just didn't realize, Oh wow, this is really blowing up. And it's once I finally saw about, I was like, Oh man, this is something we need to be paying attention to. And then it does seem maybe a little silly to me that at the G seven country at the G seven summit, all those, uh, the most, the richest countries were all together and they promised to give $20 million in aid, which is, the salary of Nick Foles. <laughs> like, come on, we can do more than $20 million. Can't we? I well, mean, I mean, I don't know how much it costs to put out a fire like that. I mean, I just genuinely true. don't. So that's then, maybe a more better question. But then the, the, the diplomatics uh, or the Brazilian president, I don't know his name. Is that Bol, Bolsonaro yeah, yeah, I, or something? Yeah. Yeah. He actually did not, or he rejected the money saying it's that it's disrespectful to the Amazon. And, now well, there's this whole big there's this whole big spat between him and the country I think where he says the fire is caused by non-governmental organizations and other people say that it's his fault because he's loosened up regulations on what people can and can't burn and that's why the fires have gotten out of control. Well, I I will say that there is a bit of a conspiracy out there if you're interested. Uh, um, always. This guy uh I I can't I can't say his name either Bolonerso or something like that. Um he is by like American standards relatively fascist like he's not exactly what we would consider here an ideal president um and so one of the things that come with that money at the g7 summit is like a few demands right it's it's like you need to you know treat these people better and you need to like change your laws here is kind of the implication is that these uh this this aid is coming with that and so yeah you're talking about how small of amount of money it is and the rich countries in the world are just trying to buy policy in a place where this guy uh, is like supreme ruler in some sense uh, is an interesting thought, at least that, you know, h- how cheaply does America think that they can buy whatever rights we want off of this guy that we don't care for? You know, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that's the case. I think that we are genuinely trying to make this better, but it's, it's fair to look into that. You know, it just seems stunning. I- if you look into it more, it seems like, and I don't know for sure who's right and wrong, but there's definitely two people. It seems like the president there and then other people in the country, there's people being stubborn and blaming everyone instead mm-hmm. of let's just let's just get this fixed. And the the Amazon produces, I, I believe, produces like what twenty percent of the world's oxygen. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Numbers, that's but. the big deal, y'all. Is yeah, it converts exactly. carbon dioxide to yep. oxygen? Um, yep. And think of and all the burning is is doing what? Adding more carbon dioxide exactly. to the atmosphere. It's a big deal. It's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It really is. So I, I just think for anyone that hasn't seen about it, it is something to at least monitor because I think it doesn't just impact Brazil. It impacts like, right. the world. And yeah. we don't have to and, go into a conversation about climate change or anything, but just there's a lot of shit going on and we need to try to at least leave the world a little bit in a decent spot. Like we got kids coming up and grandkids eventually. Mm-hmm. 
When that is like, the world standing? That's just a, a tough thing to think about, too, is like I should care about something that's so far away. But like I've got my own problems day to day. We all have our own problems day to day. And it's just hard to care about something that far away. And it, but it is that important. You know yeah. what what Brazil's laws are about how to take care of the Amazon rainforest are really important to each and every one of us, whether we want to care about it or not. Whether it seems like it affects us or not, I don't. This just thought came to mind, but I, I guess when I saw some of the devastation in the Amazon rainforest, I felt similar to the way I felt when Andrew Luck retired. You know, I'm like yeah. sad. I'm disappointed. You know, those are two completely different. You know, right. Andrew Luck retired yeah. doesn't affect the planet, right? Right. But I'm just saying, I was. I mean, I am sad. I'm literally sad about what's going on down there. I've yeah. never been there. I've always wanted to go. I think it would. It's an amazing place and it's it's burning and yeah i don't know yeah. we'll it's sad. I, I hope it gets resolved and i hope Soon. things get better but um let's change topics here a little bit and we we usually wrap up some sort of music wise but since we were talking fires i wanted to mention a a, a performance that was fire <laughs> at the mtv vmas last night and we've talked about her before lj Lizzo. Lizzo, she is just that girl. Lizzo. She is something else. 100%. She took a DNA test. <laughs> that performance was just amazing. I yeah. just couldn't get over it. And then to see everybody, even the people I don't think, even if they didn't know exactly who she was, there's yeah. just something about when she's singing and what she's saying and the way she performs and the yeah. way she carries herself. It just yeah. makes you happy. You can't yeah. help but start dancing yeah. and smiling. 100%. We need more of those people. I just wanted... I. Lizzo's awesome. I yeah. love Lizzo Big fan. so much. Big fan. Yeah. And then of course Taylor Swift won. Uh, did y'all? I don't know if y'all saw. She won Video of the Year for for uh, whatever her new. What's the new song? Where do you see you need, music videos? You need to anymore. calm down. Where do you YouTube. even see them? YouTube. YouTube? Yeah, you got okay. Vivo. Vivo on YouTube. Vivo. Yeah. But because they don't play them on this place called music television. <laughs> you can't see them there. Oh, here we go. Get off my lawn. <laughs> the okay. real world killed TV. <laughs> uh, you're but right. I'll back up. They, they saw her. She she won the award for video of the year. And you know Taylor Swift's going to win all these awards. And she acted so shocked. Yeah. Like she was just like, oh, my God, I won. I'm just like, come on. I know. Maybe it's her being humble. I don't know. You have to, though, little... right? Like, you can't walk up there and be like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, give him my award and just yeah. walk off with it. Like before they start reading it, you like stand up and start walking. Like, no, you can't do that. You got to play like it's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I just saw it and thought, come on now. You're not that shocked. <laughs> All right. Well, so we obviously mentioned Lizzo and some Lizzo's probably someone LJ's always listened to at least a little bit. But yep. who, from since you were then, out yeah. last week, do you have anybody you want to throw out for what we're listening to? Uh, I'm working on a show and the curtain call is a song called, uh, come around by MIA. That's a dope song. I just like have been enjoying that. Although Timbaland is an awful rapper. He sounds like, he sounds like that, like grandpa that wants you to know that he's tough. Um, yeah. so I'm not like, I'm not a big fan of his stuff, but, but that song is really great. He's a good producer and MIA is awesome. She's fun. So, um, yeah, that's MIA where I guess always, I'm at. Every time I think of MIA, I think of that one song where I paper planes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I think of the hangover every time I think, or not yeah. the hangover, uh, Pineapple Express. Oh, yeah, hangover. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something else I, I uh, Hannah and I just watched. Have you guys heard of the movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? What a movie, yeah. It's actually oh, my pretty good. God. Ooh. That's one of the most fun movies I've ever seen in my life. It was so good, so beautiful. Like, artistically, I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, my internet actually couldn't keep up and like show it and all of its glory. It's like, an animated movie that's different than any 
animated thing. You've Seriously, ever seen. Dad, it's like you used to read superhero comic books as a kid, right? Yes. This is the closest to that that I've ever seen in a movie. It feels like reading a comic book as a kid. For real, you and Tammy should do movie night. It's on Netflix now. It's really I I put it off forever because I thought that's oh, probably just like a kiddie movie. No, it's it's good. It's really I, good. and it is and that's the other thing is it is PG. And you like, and so like, I never watch a PG movie if I can avoid it because it's like, uh, you know, it's going to feel like it's missing a curse word when there needs to be one or some violence or something. It, it never feels like it's missing anything. Also yeah. got a banging soundtrack, like a fantastic soundtrack, but yeah, great movie. Cool. Hannah and I watched it on a whim and just were like, I can't believe we didn't do this six months ago. It's amazing. How long has it been out? Has it been out for a long time? A little while. Yeah. I think it like came to theaters. Uh, yeah. About a year ago, something like that. So. Okay, cool. That's my future. Did you have a what we're listening to or just? No, I mean the soundtrack for the album, but it was just I wanted to add that in as like a thing because oh, I had okay. one song. I wanted to like uh, also express that there's some other form of entertainment that's kind of kept me away from finding new music. And it's because I've been listening to this new music and um, and watching a fantastic movie and just thinking about yeah. that. So it, it's really good. It's it's fun watch. So definitely. If you haven't checked it out, it's worth doing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Pops? You got anything you've been jamming out to? Well, I don't. I know I've told you, and I've talked to Tony. Tony got me on Vampire Weekend, and oh, I good really, good really stuff. like them. Yeah, uh, Father of the Bride. You know, so far I've listened to it and and really like it. Yeah, um, I had not heard Oxford Comma. Somebody was saying, uh, yeah. you you will have heard this." No, I hadn't. Yeah. It's but, actually uh, not like yeah, it's not uh, a super well known song, but so I didn't know it. But I just I'm really I've really fallen. It, it was. LJ, I said this to Kevin, I think. It was an album that struck me like that count, Counting Crows, Underwater Sunshine, yeah. and Jack Johnson in Between Dreams. When I got yeah. those two, it, it, was, it was an album that's kind of struck me like that. It's like, I just can't get enough of it. I, yeah. So Vampire Weekend, I really have been enjoying learning Great. their music. Great stuff. Great stuff. So my what we're listening to this week is, and I feel like we do this all the time, but I got lost on a rabbit hole. On our way, uh, as we, as I was kind of doing some preparation for this, and then just hanging out the house doing some cleaning, and I was watching a bunch of Tiny Desk concerts. Of course, and there's nothing there is nothing better than when there's like a musician you've kind of been dabbling in. You've you've like maybe heard a song or two, and you kind of think I really like this person, and then all of a sudden you see on YouTube they put out a new Tiny Desk concert with that artist. Yes, sir. I think I think LJ actually said this earlier before we started recording. It's like it's almost. One, it's just cool because they're performing. And two, it's like vindication. Like, oh, I knew he was good. Yeah. And right, other right, people right. that know good music <laughs> said he was good. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always known. But yeah. I listened to it, and it's it's Toby. Pronounced, his last name is a little interesting, but it's Toby Nowigwe. And he's this Nigerian rapper slash singer. And he has some – his Tiny Desk concert blew my mind. There's different people in there. And then I did want to throw out another one, which it was actually just going to be a what we're listening to. And then I realized they had a Tiny Desk also. But – while we were hanging out with Dad and some of his boys, one of them, Bob Hubbard, threw out there that Sting and Shaggy yeah, have yeah. an album together. They have a tiny desk as well. They have a tiny desk. Wow, dude, so neat, so neat. I mean, wow. you just wouldn't think Sting like when when someone says that, that doesn't really like sound like really, huh? Sounds wow, kind of but it was so good. Their tiny desk and the music, everything Bob played over the speaker this past weekend was really good. And there's just nothing better when. Other people are throwing on music, and it's just stuff you hadn't even heard at all. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool. You know what? Oh, can can I real quick on on playlist? I had a you thought can the real other quick day. all you want. All right, so I'm on real quick on playlist. Um, I was thinking about what makes a good playlist for like a party, and I've come up with a good rule. Okay, it needs to be like the alphabet. 
where you've got these like good strong letters up front. You got a vowel starting it off. Everybody loves a good vowel. It's really necessary. It's like a party starter. You get like, you know, even to the middle, you've got like L's and M's that are in every single word. But then eventually you got to get to a couple of Q's in there. You got to get a couple of yeah. V's in there. Like you can't just sit there and do D, E, F all day long. No one's going to use that alphabet ever. So Yeah, you, you know. need that one that people probably are going to like that just didn't realize it. But then there's yeah. also that one person who'd be like, oh, oh, yeah. you got right. this on here? I think that first one is the H. You know, you got to get an H in there that people are like, <laughs> they're familiar with H, but they don't know all the uses of H right yet. You know, <laughs> that's the a good playlist is like the alphabet. That's all I'm saying. I will yeah. say, though, oh, there is cool. nothing better on like if you've made a playlist and you're kind of playing the music yeah. one one just having everybody kind of vibe the music's good when when mm-hmm. you when you can uh just press play and the <laughs> playlist is really good but also when when you have that one that that cue on there that random song and even if yeah. it's one or two people they just kind of go oh lj yeah. nice yeah. nice yeah. oh yeah it, it, it always good feels feeling. good when you're like yeah yeah i know what i'm doing i got yeah. this right it's a good feeling Good feeling. All right. Well, that I think will wrap up another week of the Just Press Play Pod. Do you guys have anything else y'all want to well, throw Well, I mean, out? Uh, uh, first favorite uh, social. Uh, I was going to ask you that. What is your? Do we yes want to do that this favorite. week, or or do Wait, we want what? to save it? Do we want to tease it again? What what we... My my favorite uh, social science vocabulary word. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. I mean, I can wait another week if we have to. But to I sure I, sure it do I need to set you up or just give you the floor? The mic is yours. Just take it. <laughs> We're doing it now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Bader, Let's do it live. Let's do it live. It's the Bader Meinhof phenomenon. Have you guys heard of this? Yes, Bader. I think. But tell me, I have, what is it? So, what it is, is when you learn about something, you start noticing it literally everywhere. A lot of people have compared it to Kevin. You'll know this reference really well. In Grand Theft Auto, when you get a really nice car that you took like hours and hours to find, and now everywhere, everywhere you look, it's there. That, that's this happening in real life. So it's like when you learn, like say you watch Big Lebowski for the first time recently, and then all of a sudden you start realizing that there's Big Lebowski references everywhere. It feels like the second you learned about Big Lebowski, the whole world started talking about it. And that's what the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon is. I love well, it. Well, and it's kind of like, so it's a little bit, which actually I don't know if this fits because our phones are listening to us and they are at advertising exactly what I want. But it's like when you first finally, you hear about something or a movie or something and yeah. now you're interested. It does and seem like, see and I think you, part of it is, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're ad adding, like giving our advertisements straight to us and they know what we want to see. But also I think you, you kind of look over it. I think if you don't yeah. know about it, all of a sudden now you're like, Oh, it's like this, uh, uh, Nguike, the rap, the, the rapper that I was talking about. All of a sudden I started to listen to him. Oh, and then he's on a tiny desk. Oh, yeah. and he's on, this that's the beta mind house here yep yep that's what that is i do like that one next week lj's third yeah i got a third you want my third next week we got it (laughs) yeah Yeah, let's just hold on to that we'll we'll tease that into the we'll tease that to next week (laughs) all right i think that will wrap up another week of the just press play pod of course you can always find us on our website at jpppod.com or on Mm -hmm. facebook or twitter and make sure to like or follow or uh, subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, or that way you can find out next Apple week when my, we release my third favorite social science term. I mean, and, and I know, guys, we're all waiting with bated breath. It's going to be absolutely good. drooling for it's next week's episode. <laughs> so make sure you, you you subscribe to us, and if you could, get leave us a rate and review. It always helps, and uh, that'll do it for another week. For I'll, I'll holler at y'all next week, guys. All right, peace out. Peace. peace.